After you're done listening to this episode, make sure you check out Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, rejoined by David Harrison via cellular device because he still doesn't have power or internet. But you can check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. David, thank you for joining me under the the circumstances um yeah. yeah hopefully you get everything straightened out over there relatively soon yeah i mean i i appreciate the lightning omen that happened last night but you know uh the, the fun is over i think i think all my stuff can come back to life now and we can move on but um yeah i mean one one episode this week hopefully hopefully my internet will be fixed over the weekend and we'll be back to normal for next week episode yeah, that that would be ideal because I didn't tell you I'm going to take next week off. Is that okay with you? No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. David and I will both be around next week, barring any other massive storms that decide to terrorize David's uh, studio setup over there. But David, we have a show to do in spite of the fact that I would just like to kick back and watch game five of the Stanley Cup finals on a loop. But we're going to go ahead and uh, we have we have some voice. This is a very listener interactive episode here. We have some voicemails. We have some fantasy football questions. We got all kinds of stuff happening. But we are going to start off with a question that we got uh, on Twitter from Kendall at Jet underscore Setter Life. And he says Kendall Kendall. I'm sorry. I, I always forget. I just it. it I just read it and I, I always forget there's a little bit of a different pronunciation. So Kendall, he says, question for you to continue the ring of honor conversation. If Brady wins either back-to-back Super Bowls or another ring in the 2022 season, should he be in the ring of honor? And David, I'll kick it over to you first. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Tom Brady and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win back-to-back Super Bowls, I absolutely think that he should be in the ring of honor. Honestly, he may end up in the ring of honor anyway, and I know that, that you know, it might be a little bit weird. I don't know how, how people will feel about that necessarily because, you know, a player that plays for the franchise for such a small period of time. But I, I go back and I look at guys like Terrell Davis, you know, the Denver Broncos, of Calvin Johnson of the Detroit Lions, and, and Calvin Johnson never even won a Super Bowl. I'm not even sure he ever won a playoff game with the Detroit Lions. And those guys are going into the NFL Hall of Fame. So if they can make it to the Hall of Fame with relatively short careers, then I think it's, it's reasonable to say that a player could make a franchise's ring of honor with a relative short you know, period of time with the team. Now, granted, this is assuming a Brady is going to be with the team for you know, at least three seasons. We expect him to be back next year. Uh, of course, you know, health and everything uh, you know, will help determine that. But, I mean, honestly, if, if Tom Brady comes in, 
and wins this franchise more Super Bowls than they had in their franchise history before his arrival, then yes, I think he ends up in the ring of honor. See, and I'm going to go ahead and say, even if they don't make it to another Super Bowl in the next two years, but they're competitive, you know, maybe they make, you know, an NFC championship game. They win the division the next two years. I think Tom Brady's going in the ring of honor anyway. He brought a Super Bowl to this franchise. If if John Gruden is in the ring of honor, where outside of that Super Bowl season that he had in his first year, he has a sub 500 record as the head coach of the Buccaneers. If he's in the ring of honor for the one Super Bowl championship that that he led the Buccaneers to, then Tom Brady deserves to be in the ring of honor for the one Super Bowl that he brought to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first season during a pandemic, only team in, in NFL history to win it on their home field. You guys know all of this stuff. So I think regardless of if they win another ring or not, Tom Brady is going to be inducted into the ring of honor at some point you know, shortly after he retires from the game of football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at, to your point, look at what Tom Brady has already done just as one year as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Franchise record in touchdowns, franchise record in completion, second all-time in this franchise in yards, right behind James Winston. And oh, by the way, in one season, James, he's 11th place in this franchise's history as far as quarterback in passing yards and needs less than basically one game to enter the top 10 and pass Brian Greasy. So, I mean, he has accomplished more than a lot of Buccaneers quarterbacks. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's kind of just a sign of how this franchise has been when you have a player who can be so impactful in such a small period of time. But at the end of the day, this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ring of honor, and you can't go through it. I mean, this, this franchise doesn't have like a Joe Montana and Steve Young type of history or a, a Tom Brady history in New England or, or a Troy Aikman you know, type of history with the Dallas Cowboys, Roger Staubach and all that stuff. The Buccaneers are who the Buccaneers are. And when you're talking about Ring of Honor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise, you're just talking about this franchise. So the fact that, you know, the Yucks existed for a long time and all that stuff and, and that the cream school uniforms were kind of a joke until the team started doing better. And now that's it's just fun to look back on and hopefully we'll be able to see those next year. You know, it, it just kind of is what it is. So, yeah, the fact that Tom Brady has already done what he's done with this franchise, I wouldn't get mad if, if like you said, if he was in the Ring of Honor with just the one Super Bowl. But two, I think he definitely gets it. All right. Well, before we move on to a listener voicemail, we have to give a shout out to some friends of ours and some friends that sent me quite a bit of money last night because I bet on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup finals. And sure enough, they did exactly that. And of course, I'm talking about betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on, all one word, L O C K E D O N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Jericho, David Harrison via cellular device because just y'all say a prayer for David's house. Let's let's, you know, will the power in the Internet back over to his home so he can get back on the microphone and he can be that lovely crystal clear voice that you all tune in to listen to. But, David, we have a voicemail that we need to get to, and it is from our good friend Kevin in Orlando. Let's see what Kevin has to say. James, this is Kevin from Orlando. Hey, um, you you asked for it in the uh, last episode, so I do have a question that I did want to ask regarding um, now that uh, um, college athletes are um, able to be paid. And one thing I was really concerned about regarding this, and I've tried to read about it, and everything is just very confusing to me, so I was just wondering if you might be able to clear it up as to what the um, rules are regarding this or regarding the restrictions and and everything. But uh, I was just kind of wondering regarding the balance of power um, regarding these college teams, you know, um, like one thing for sure that, you know, I came up with that I was kind of wondering about is, you know, is there any way to prevent like the big rich boosters that might give a million dollars to each, um, player on uh, Alabama every year, so to say, to, you know, be sure that only the best players just go there because, um, you know, who's going to, what college kid's going to turn down that or something like that, you know, um, and try to keep, uh, and, and, you know, that might end up shifting the balance of power now that money is involved and where you might have some uh, schools that, um, that are also Division One schools that are getting ignored, Um that might not have that kind of money coming into their players now that money is involved, you know, because I can totally see college kids going to where the, uh, where the money is richer, where, where they can actually get more money. I want to play for this team because I can get more money from, from this team than, than that team. So I was just kind of wondering about that and uh, what your thoughts are regarding that, because um, that's why I think that this is going to be a big uh, shift in college, uh, football now that uh, money is involved and might just be, you know, who has the bigger payout um, because of the boosters and fans that are giving money to these uh, players now. Anyway, I look forward to uh, um, your response. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for the call. And David, I'm going to go ahead and and run through this. And I'd like to get your thoughts on the on the student athletes being able to be paid because we I did cover that on on yesterday's episode when you weren't able to join. But here's here's basically what what this means. OK, you don't have to worry about boosters. You don't have to worry about any of that. The the athletes ability to make money as a college athlete and maintain their amateur status includes things like sponsored social media posts or advertisements, sponsored videos on Twitter or YouTube. You know, they can run summer camps or they can be a private trainer for somebody or they can do autograph and merchandise sales. So they could get a free meal in exchange for posting on Twitter about what it is that they just got the meal for. You know, they could post about Texas Roadhouse and how much they love their roles and they can get a free meal out of that. Okay, they can they can set up shop at a Lids locker room and sign autographs for an hour and they can be compensated for that. Here's what is not changing. It does not affect the rules about choosing a school. So athletes will not be allowed to accept payments or kickbacks for choosing one program over another. This is all 
third party deals. This is, you know, restaurants and, and videos and, and, and things like that. And there's going to be a lot of stipulations put in place basically on like a school by school basis. But the the universities and the colleges can't have a booster throw a kid fifteen thousand dollars to, you know, join them on National Signing Day. So you, you should have no concern over that whatsoever. It's not going to go on any more than it already does under the table. We all know that it happens. We all know that these kids get duffel bags of money from someone and it's hush hush and all that. But that tends to be the exception, not the rule. I'm not saying every student athlete does that. But as far as their ability to go out and make money, it's for things like what I listed before, autograph signings. They can sell their jersey that they wore in a game. They can you know, run summer camps, things like that. But David, how do you feel about the, the student athlete's ability to be able to profit off of their likeness? I'm all for it. I, I think it's great. I think that, you know, uh, when you're when you're in a situation where you're representing a brand and you're out there being the face of, of an organization, you should absolutely be allowed to, to capitalize on it because everybody else is capitalizing on on you and what you're doing. You know, there, there's no reason now. It's not like, you know, in certain professions, you can't go out there and sell, you know, trade secrets. And then none of these guys do that. Like Dak Prescott doesn't eat yogurt and then give away you know, his audibles and stuff like that. So it, it's not one of those businesses where you have to worry about that. But like you said, the whole, the booster thing and, and all that stuff, that's, that's been in place. It's going to stay in place. It's just going to be what it is. Uh, if anything, the, the fact that athletes can now make money off of their own name, image, and likeness uh, could actually negatively impact you, honestly, because now if you're a Justin Fields or a Joe Burrow or a Trevor Lawrence, you don't need the boosters to make money. Like a lot of these kids, like that's, that's why the boosters are as powerful as they are because they're the only source of financial income for these kids outside of their stipends and their scholarships, uh, which, you know, the scholarship goes straight to the university. So it's not really income. Um, so the boosters, that's why they have as much power as they do because they're it. They're, they're, that's it. Like no company is going to pay a player to, to do anything because that's going to be public record. And then, you know, the player is, is going to be ousted, and now your investment as a company is, is no longer uh, is no longer valuable. But you know what companies don't like? They don't like scandals. So if you're, say, you're Trevor Lawrence, and you go sign a deal with AT&T to sell cell phones or to sell cell phone services or whatever, and you're up there saying, hey, I'm Heisman quarterback candidate, you know, our Heisman candidate quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and I love AT&T because yada, 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 5G this and tower that and tower this and all this other stuff, you know what AT&T is not going to like? If you then get outed for taking money from a booster, you know what I'm saying? So if, if you're one of the top prospects in, in the country and you're smart or you have some smart people around you and a booster comes calling and says, hey, here's 10 G's come to Alabama or hey, here's a you know, crimson tide colored uh, uh, Cadillac. If you decide to sign with the team, that'd be great as well. If you have smart people or people around you, they're going to say, no, 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 don't take that car. Instead, let's go sign a deal with Cadillac and you can be a representative shooting commercials for the company. And oh, by the way, they're going to want you riding in one of their cars because that's just even more advertisement. Now you have a Cadillac and you have money and you can shout it loud and proud to the rooftop because it's all legal. So there, there's going to be a lot of developments in this whole thing and there's going to be a lot of waves. But I think the key thing to remember is like you said, James, they still can't be paid to play. That's the key thing. They can't be paid to play. So anything that involves them being reimbursed or being incentivized 
for their play on the field, court, whatever, the pitch, um, that is still not allowed. It's selling their likeness, their name, and their image. They're not going to do so in a Fresno State Bulldogs uniform. And this isn't just college football. So, and, I, and I say that for a reason. So I don't know, James, if you know who uh, Haley and Hannah Cavender are. I didn't until a week or so ago. Because when this whole thing went legal, there are two Fresno State Bulldogs uh, women's college basketball players. They've already inked, as best as I can find, at least three deals. And there are valuations, James, on their social media accounts. I don't have TikTok, so I don't know. You know but apparently, that's their biggest platform. But the standard monetization for followers, like there are estimates out here that these two twins can make up to $3 million in sponsorships. So when a booster comes to you and says, here's 15K, throw the game against UConn, and you're a $3 million earning college basketball player, you don't need that booster anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how it really develops. But I think, honestly, this could actually be the beginning of the end of boosters having as much power as they already do. Yeah, I, th- I think you might be right. And, and no, I hadn't heard of, of those Fresno State basketball playing twins. The, the biggest example that I kept seeing was the UCLA gymnast Caitlin Ohashi. I don't know if you remember her or not, but she had a floor routine that went viral. We're talking like over 100 million views. And she had dozens of sponsorship offers rolling in and she had to decline every single one of them. And she didn't get a single penny for her routine going viral. So it's things like that that are going to change, not so much the recruitment process or the, the pay to play. So again, Kevin, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate you. You following up on, uh, on the question that we had on yesterday's episode, but uh, we do have to hit a break. And, you know, if one of these student athletes decides to sign with the dealership and drive around in a nice, pretty Cadillac, something goes wrong with it. Well, you know what? They can hit up our friends over at rock auto, Dot com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it is now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket you can save time and money Using Rock Auto, why choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Don't do that. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. We know that I'm a peanut butter uh, brownie guy, we know David is a mint brownie guy, but then there's also coconut almond, coconut cherry, raspberry double chocolate and salted caramel. If you don't know what flavor is your favorite, you can get a mixed box and you were going to get two of each of those nine flavors. Most of those bars come with 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. 
Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to receive 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison of BucksNation.com. And uh, we have we have fantasy football to discuss, David. That we do. We got a, a fantasy football question from Greco uh, over there on Twitter. And he wrote us. He said, I know this is a slow period of the year. So I'm wondering if you guys could do some fantasy football outlooks for the Bucks. I'm sure there's a guest or two to bring on. Just an idea. I'm sure fans have questions. And we would love to field fantasy football questions. So if you have any fantasy football questions, DM us, email us, call into the voicemail line, however you want to get that question to us. Let us know if you have a specific question, and we are more than happy uh, to go ahead and answer that as best as we can here at the Lockdown Bucks podcast. But right now, James, we have another topic to discuss, and I don't think we should dive into the players and the profiles just yet because, honestly, we need more than one segment to really kind of break all that stuff down, and we're, 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 we're at the last segment of this episode for this week. But Joshua Gardner followed up and said he wants us to start a Lockdown Bucks fantasy league so i think we need to have that conversation because i'm going to be honest in order for that to happen you're going to have to be the commissioner why you mentioned that and i don't understand why i need to be the commissioner because i still have the time i don't have the time to be the commissioner of a fantasy football league plus you have the experience i've never done it before you have the experience of doing it. so i think it just it just makes more sense that you be the commissioner of said Fantasy Football League, even if that were re- results in us playing in a dreaded, horrible two-quarterback league. I would not do a two-quarterback league, but I do seem to remember the last time I commissioned a, uh, a fantasy football league that you were in, you complained about my ability to commission uh, the entire time. Well, that's part of being the commissioner. Everybody's going to complain about the commissioner. I mean, that's just that just comes with the title. I mean, any every fantasy football league that I'm in, everybody complains about the commissioner. So, I mean, when you, when you sign on the dotted line to be the commissioner of said league, that is what you are signing up for, my friend. All right, here is what I will propose. I will be the commissioner of the team, or of the league. However, I will not participate in the league. Instead, my son will take my spot in the league, and he will run the team. And I will oversee operations. How does that sound? Hmm. I'm okay with that. As long as you realize you're opening up your son to trash talk from listeners of your podcast. That's okay. If they want to feel like big people by picking on a 12 year old, then that's on them. All right. Well, Okay. okay. So the locked on bucks fantasy football league will be a go. Joshua Gardner, since this was your uh, this was your brainchild, your uh, proposal, you will have a spot in this league. What we need to move forward is we need nine other people to come forward and say that they want to be part of the Locked On Bucks Fantasy Football League. But David, we have to. Maybe this will have to be a discussion that we have off air, but there's going to have to be something for the winner. Yeah, there's got to be a prize. So basically, I think I think here's what we're we're going to do is 
we need, like you said, we need the other nine players first and foremost. It's, it's got to be a twelve team league. I don't play in anything under twelve teams. Just it, it's terrible. Don't do, don't ever do it if you've ever done it. I like so it's got to be a twelve team league. I'm just saying I like 10 team leagues, but I understand that kind of the norm now is, is the 12 team. Maybe it's because I've been in the same 10 team league for like 20 years. So So since you're not playing, we don't have to have two quarterbacks, right? I've, I've done that like twice, David. I've done it (laughs) twice. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. I don't even do it in my regular. (laughs) You need to get, there's gotta be a prize, but I think what we can do, James, is once we have our nine competitors, then We'll, we'll, we'll get some input from all of them and figure out what they would want as a prize. And I'm just, I'm just going to put this out there, guys. We do not have any hidden connections to suites, to game tickets, to playoff tickets, to uh, events. Like, I can't get you into, like, I can't get you dinner with Tom Brady or something like that, okay? But we can get you memorabilia. We can get you, you know, NFL shop gift cards or jerseys, customized jerseys. You know, we can talk about a trophy or something like that. But just remember that James and I are paying for this prize out of pocket. We don't mind shelling out a few bucks, you know what I mean, for our listeners. You guys supported us over the years, so we have absolutely zero problem giving back. I think we've kind of proven that or shown that over the years as well with, with some of the giveaways we've done. So we will take feedback. We will, I think, out of that, we'll pick like three of the, of the ideas that we receive, and then we'll let the group vote on what the prize will be and then the prize will be set and that will be hopefully the motivation because obviously we're not going to make you guys pay to be part of the league because I don't know we're just not going to do it but at the same time free league they have a very big problem and I don't want to see that problem happen with this league so hopefully we can incentivize you guys enough with whatever that prize is going to be uh, to to invest and to be invested in the league and then the commissioner will take action if somebody becomes uninvested in the league uh, or divested from the league to uh, to ensure that shenanigans don't take place. There we go. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, if you want to be considered to join this league, because I'm I'm kind of hoping that we have more than nine people jump in and say, "Hey, I want to do this," and we might have to do a random drawing to figure out who the nine people are that join the league. Um, and you know, I'll throw this out there. In addition to whatever the prize is the winner of the league can be a guest host for an episode. How about that? The The winner of the league can jump on right, and then. talk Bucks football with us for a full episode. Yeah. Sounds good. And if Beckett wins, that just means you have to go solo for a week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a dramatic turn in the wrong direction. If you want to be considered to join the locked on Bucks fantasy football league, send us an email at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or hit us up in the Twitter DMs. If you are on Twitter, you can do so by reaching out to us at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Preferably keep it to the LockedOnBucks account, but if you want to reach out to David or I personally, you can do so there. And I will say the deadline, David, will be two weeks from today. We need... We need all entries within the next two weeks. And then over the weekend, we will figure out who has joined the league. We will create a group chat, get all of that put together. And uh, then we'll set up a time for our draft. With that, we need to get out of here. So again, email lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at lockedonbucks at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82. 
The phone number is 813-444-5841. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.